Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to another fresh week. Seems like I say this, and then before I can catch my breath, I'm saying it again a week later. Welcome to a brand new week of motorsports programming uh, on Race Chaser Media slash Race Chaser Radio. I am Tom Baker. This show is Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. The good folks at uh, Victory Custom Trailers out of Michigan are right on it when it comes to all brands of and all types of trailers, whether it's a motorsports use or not. Trailers, coaches, they've got over 200 new and used uh, trailers and coaches in stock. The more custom you want it, the better they shine. And here's the cool deal about Victory Custom Trailers. You can go straight to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com and you can actually build and you can design your custom trailer right from the website. It's pretty cool. Um, So we're happy to have uh, Victory Custom Trailers aboard, and we are broadcasting live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. As I said, I'm Tom Baker. James Mellick is our producer for tonight. As always, we call him Red. He is the teardown specialist for Levine Family Racing. That is Chris Bell's cup team for the moment, anyway, for a little while longer. Yep, and I'm uh, needing sunglasses tonight. Yeah. There's a lot of shine going on over there. Yeah. Um, well, mostly on my end, but um, <laughs> a lot of shine because we've got a championship belt in the studio tonight. That belongs to our very special guest. He is just 13 years old, and I still can't believe it when I talk to him. His name is Jaden Reyna. Jaden is the 2020 Charlotte Motor Speedway Bojangles Summer Shootout Young Lions Champion. And uh, Jaden has joined us in studio, so we're going to uh, talk with Jane in a mom- uh, uh, Jaden in a moment. And uh, also, we're going to have Keith Graham coming up in the next hour. Keith is the founder and director of the Carolina Pro Weight Model Series. And uh, they've got a race that just got scheduled at the Greenville Pickens Speedway coming up this weekend. So we'll uh, talk with Keith in the next hour. That should be fun to see that series running. Uh, Greenville Pickens is the third oldest NASCAR track in the country, NASCAR Weekly Racing Series track. Bowman Gray and Hickory are the only two tracks that are older in terms of weekly series racing. Um, and uh, see, James Mellick just wanted to hold the belt. So he came over and uh, got it. Yeah, doing the uh, wrestling pose there. Uh, James Mellick, the uh, WWE featherweight champion. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jaden's looking kind of like, don't break my belt. Um, so, Jaden, we're going to. We're going to talk with Jaden. Just uh, get right into the microphone there. And uh, first of all, Jaden, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's it's really nice being here. Well, it's good to have you here. I know this is, uh, we always love when we can say that we were the first to have a rising racing star on radio. And uh, this, I guess, is your first in-studio radio appearance, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, you were... Uh, you were on PRN's At the Track with our good friend Lenny Batiki, which we carry on WSIC every week, I might add. And actually, this just in, the programming note, our show, The Inside Pass, 
has moved to Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on this on WSIC's AM and FM stations here in the area and WSICFM.com. And here's the good news. What show follows the Inside Pass at 10 a.m.? PRN's at the track with Lenny Baticki. So uh, we have got a 90-minute motorsports block on Saturday mornings here on WSIC now. Um, but, uh, Jaden, tell us how old you are. You're 13? Yes, I am. And how long have you been racing now? Uh, this is going to be my eighth season overall. Uh, I started when I was six, but uh, I'm coming up on 14 years old, though, in about a month, a little okay. less. But, uh, yeah, I've September? been racing. Yes, September 4th. I've been racing okay. for, uh, obviously, this is my eighth season. And I started in go-karts, obviously, and made my way up into flat carts, bandos, and now I'm in Legends. Now, uh, you know what I liked about that, James, is I didn't even have to say, how did you get started? He just told us. Yeah, he knew exactly. He's the, on boom. it, man. This is this is this young man's going to be a media mogul when he when he uh, gets more experience. He's going to be very easy for the media to interview. Um, okay, so let's go back and go through this one at a time. So you started where? Uh, HRKC, uh, Hampton Roads, obviously Langley Speedway. In carts. Yes. What type of carts? Uh, it's a kid cart. I don't know what motor it has, but they they only go about thirty. 32 miles an hour. Was this an oval-type deal or a road course? Oval. Oval. Okay, so you started on a paved oval. Yes. Um, and how long did you run those carts for? Uh, uh, one year, 2013, and a little bit of 2014 before I had to move up. Okay. What, you say you had to move up. Why did you have to move up? Um, did you get too old? Yeah, uh, a little a little bit, but obviously it was more about experience. Okay. And um, So where did you go from there? I went to uh, the novice division, okay. actually, but uh, the owner of the HRKC carting, you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, I, after two races, I had to move up because I was killing the field by like uh, half a second or maybe even a second at some time. So they told me I had to move in the junior sportsman one, and I was the youngest out of everyone there. Wow. Okay. So they basically uh, promoted you, whether you wanted to be or not. Yes, pretty yeah, much. You were you were pretty much kicked up to the next class. Yeah. That's actually a compliment. Yeah, a little bit. That's but. a compliment because you you were obviously. Um, I I remember when I was in first grade, they sent a kid from my first grade class to second grade because they found out he knew his times tables. <laughs> now, how he knew all that in first grade, I don't know. I don't even wanna. I don't think um, I learned mine until I was in like third. Yeah. I think I, at third or fourth grade, and it's like he knew his – how did you know? Well, anyway, he went on to second grade. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, – but you, you – so you stayed in carts for how long? Uh, about three years. Okay. Yeah. And then you went where? To Bandos. Okay. So you went from the go-karts to the Bandoleros. That's an interesting kind of transition, isn't it? What was that like for you to go from – Basically, a flat track cart to uh, an enclosed bandolero. Well, it was. I feel like it was obviously in a bando. I was. I was a lot shorter, so it, it pretty much felt like a stock car to me. But I hopped in, and it was going. It was going super fast, and um, I forgot which uh, program I went to. But when I was testing in a bando, I uh, uh, they they brought a Legends car pace car out in front of me, and a few other drivers were there too. And they told me to stay behind it, and I kept on passing the pace car. <laughs> and, oh man! Like now, looking, not supposed to do that. <laughs> but but now looking back at it, I was like, 
man, I, even though I was only uh, eight, I mean, it was, it was so bad. Uh, all of us were spinning out, and it was like, we were, <laughs> we were going like 30 miles an hour, and we were somehow spinning out the car, so I don't know how we did that. Because you were eight. That's how you did it. You didn't know when to get back on the gas or get off the brake or anything. You, had, you, you yeah. literally didn't know what your name was in the car. Yeah, they knew point. full throttle. And not on the gas. That's it. Wine open or closed. Probably more That's full it. throttle slam on the brake, right? That's yeah. kind of more like it. You know, they. You don't want to lift off when you're young. You don't lift. You, you'd rather hit the brake hard to slow yourself yep. down than get out of the gas. And then being right? rear, probably got more rear brake than front brake. They just whoop, yeah. flip right around. Right around. Yeah. Um, that's exactly right. So when did you, how long had you raced the Bando before I mean, had you decided by then that racing was kind of the thing that you wanted to do? Yes, obviously. But uh, even before I started kid karts, I knew that I wanted to be a race car driver. Really? Now, how did because you were obviously pretty young? What what was your exposure to the to the sport? How did you get started with being a fan or whatever? And then how did you make the decision so young? Well, uh, I've I've always liked cars. But uh, when the Cars movie, when when that came out, oh. I, I watched that and I knew that I could race these cars. But then obviously I got into NASCAR because my pop up, he, uh, he's a Tony Stewart fan, and then we also have Pop Up Mike. He's a Mark Martin fan, so I used to watch oh. those guys uh, all the time. Battle it out in like 2010. Obviously, it was the end of Mark's career, Mark Martin's career. But uh, I was watching Tony Stewart and. Uh, I saw Brad Kozlowski win the championship, and that was the first time I actually watched watched NASCAR, and so he became my favorite driver. Okay, so so Brad was your first favorite? Yes. Okay, interesting. Every time somebody mentions Tony Stewart and Mark Martin, James, I think about the race. I don't remember what race it was. Tony was still driving for Gibbs, and he got up to second, and Mark was leading, and he started closing in on him, and next thing you know, Tony keys the radio and goes, here, kitty, kitty. And that became like the buzz phrase. Rusty Wallace, every time for the rest of the year, Rusty was announcing for MRN or PRN or one of them by then. And every time he would do a race, every time Tony Stewart got near anybody, Rusty Wallace completely like, you know, he used to have, you don't know what these are probably, but we used to have 33 RPM records when I was little because they didn't have CDs and all that yet. Like we got now. Um, and, and you had a little needle, a little phonograph you played them on. And if you, if, if you played the record too much, it would literally kind of wear the groove out that the, the, and so it would skip, the needle would skip. And that's, I felt like he skipped the here kitty kitty thing. Cause he said it like 8,000 times the rest of the year and, and annoyed the heck out of everybody. But the first time when Tony did it, it was really funny. Cause again, it, you just don't expect a driver to do that. Um, least of all Tony, um, but uh, yeah, here, kitty, kitty. Uh, so you you were uh, a Brad Keselowski fan, which is a good thing to be. Um, Brad either Brad's a driver, you either love him or you don't care too much for him. I think um, I think Brad's awesome, and I think he's active of a driver. Um, so at what point in the Bandolero career did did it sort of sink in what you were doing, and did you start running for wins? Uh, right at the beginning, I was. Uh... I was obviously contending for wins right off the bat because we were racing in beginners. But, uh, man, uh, to come to think about how how far I've come from, uh, you know, uh, big beginners and everything, I was like, when I first hopped in the car and it was my first race at 2014 uh, Winter Heat Series, it was uh, 
it was definitely a huge experience because there was a whole ton more cars there than I thought there would be compared to HRKC. So, uh, I, I mean, I was up against um, Zach Lightfoot. You, you probably know oh, Zach yeah. Lightfoot, right? Oh, yeah, I know right? who he is, yep. Yeah, I, I, was, I was racing against him and uh, a, few, a few other drivers, but uh, Lightfoot was definitely one of the ones that I was contending with. And um, obviously, I was pleased, and also I was leading my first race, uh, my, my first ever race. And I put it in the fence, and that kind of ruined our entire day. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I was super inconsistent. I would either be, uh, you know, like back in third or fourth, I would be leading the race and then smack the wall, and I would be the first caution of the race. <laughs> well, you don't want to ever be a caution. That's You try to avoid those things. Uh, speaking of cautions, though, you just gave us a perfect segue to say, we're going to take a caution when we come back and go green again. We're going to talk more to Jaden. We'll be back with more Lee Lap right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. 
rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Also wanted to uh, acknowledge the folks from mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a first career, a change of career, or you're maybe you're uh, just looking for something different uh, in the way of a profession, IT might be your answer, and My Computer Career can help you. Just go to their site, mycomputercareer.edu, and take the career evaluation test. Uh, it's free. And if IT is something you decide to pursue, My Computer Career can train you for your new career in just in as little as four months, one to two days a week online. You don't even have to go to any one of their seven campuses at this point because they want to keep you safe. So everything is available online one to two days a week in as little as four months. You can be ready to go. Financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill and When you get ready to enter the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. They do it right. Uh, MyComputerCareer.edu. Go look them up if you are looking for something different or want to change careers. It might be the place for you. Uh, We've got a young man trying to make racing his career in the studio with us tonight. Jaden Rayna making his first live radio appearance ever. Uh, and we were talking about Bandoleros and you went from Bandoleros to Legends cars, which you currently race. Now, what was the transition from the Bandolero to Legends car like? Uh, definitely acceleration. The, the <laughs> Legend sure. car is, uh, you can screw up one corner and you can, if you hit a, the next corner perfect, you can be gone again. But in a Bando, if you screw up a corner... It takes a long time to get the momentum, momentum. back. Yeah, like a, Bandos are momentum yeah. cars. Yeah, so yeah. it was definitely a lot easier in Legends to make a few mistakes. But also, granted, the car is a lot harder to drive. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I've, I've always said that the Legends car is the hardest car to drive on pavement out of all the cars that you could race. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that the new tire this year probably made it slightly easier to drive but it's still it's still a handful um you're going faster with a new tire uh you still got to use it teaches you to use both feet and that's something that you know in most of the quarter midget classes you don't get you don't really get it in a mini cup if you're running on big tracks because just foot to the floor and go um i think the legends car Legends car to me parallels with a micro sprint on dirt. I yeah. think they're the two hardest cars to drive. Um, but you you obviously have made the transition pretty well. What were you, what was what were the first few races like for you in the Legends? Well, my my test session, my first ever test session, did not look like what it was what it was today because on my in my first ever test session, I was so scared to shift. I just kept it in first the whole time when we were testing at Concord. <laughs> kept it in first the whole time. I was going like twelve miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Narso was, uh, oh my God, this one, this is going to be a long year. There are probably about four or five gray hairs on Mark's head that, that directly resulted from that practice session. I know Mark, and uh, yeah, I'm quite sure Mark was probably no fingernails left after that because um, he bit them off. But uh, 
you obviously learned eventually how to do that, right? Um, and it is tough. I mean, people don't realize I, I try, um, I announce a lot of go-kart stuff and, and you get the kid carts, which is what you started in. You know, you're five or six years old. You're just barely learning to read. And now somebody's going to teach you about all these different color flags and look at the flagger and do what he tells you, look at the lap board or whatever. It's like, you know, it's a lot to ask. And, and getting into a Legends car at 12 or 13 years old um, and learning to shift, again, is a lot to ask. Because, of course, you haven't come anywhere close to driving a street car yet. Um so you haven't had any experience with shifting anything. So again, it's something you have to add to your skill set, right? And that's, um, you know, the hardest part. I, my experience working with drivers in Legends cars when they first come in is that when even taking off from the pits and to head out to the racetrack, they don't give it enough gas. So they they hit the clutch, but they don't give it enough throttle and it kills the car. Um, so, you know, you, you once you learn that combination and you're able to, to shift through the gears, it makes driving the Legends car a little less hectic, right? Yes. I mean, uh, I see some drivers and uh, I have, I haven't, I've only seen a few people use not enough gas, but most of them, they use too much. Too much and, gas, and, okay. But they're not out of the clutch enough, so... They're just screaming. The oh, motors are yeah, screaming could, for like yeah. a solid seven seconds. And their heat temps are just going <laughs> yeah, up and yeah. up and up. I'm like, it's not good for the motors. You might want to let off the clutch a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you've got that down now, um, and it's good you got to at least run Concord for a little bit before yeah. they. I I really miss that facility. It makes a terrible junkyard. It was a much nicer racetrack, uh, but um, now you're of course uh, this year you won the the championship in the summer shootout, what was it like to, to race in the shootout? Because the shootout is the, it is still the Cadillac of everything that happens in legends cars all year long is the summer shootout. Yeah. I mean the, the shootout, I feel like it's not really about who has the best car. I feel like it's definitely who can keep their head on the best. Cause there's so many cautions. There's so many crashes. I feel like whoever can stay out of trouble and can get the least mad if something bad happens to them, will most likely be the winner. Because I've seen so many people be like two-tenths faster than the rest of the field but not win just because they got bumped and decided to drive in there and bump the guy or nail the guy in the next corner, and they both and they both spin out. And yeah, they get see, sent to the rear. You, you, and that's, very, that's a very mature uh, observation, too, because that's exactly what happens is – Turn one becomes basically the bump fest. Yeah. You know, and people, drivers don't seem to understand that when when you hit a car, it stops you. Yeah. So if you plow into the back bumper of a car, your momentum stops for a moment. You push them ahead. People go into turn one and go bowling with their front bumper and try to, you know, just bowl. And like you said, they get angry and they don't do it properly and they take themselves out with the car they were trying to take out. So, um, you know, it, 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 it does not pay to get angry in a race car ever. It just doesn't. Um, and so you're right. It's, it's whoever can keep their cool and, you know, make it to the end of the race. And, um, you know, again, you've got to have 
a combination, I think, of patience, but also you got to have a, a great amount of consistency in your driving to be successful at Charlotte because it is a track that you can make one mistake and just overshoot a corner just a little bit. You slide up half a groove and six cars are going by you. Yeah. Charlotte is definitely a difficult track to, to maneuver, but I feel like what makes the summer shootout in Legends in general one of the hardest series or one of the hardest cars to ever to drive, in my personal opinion, probably uh, ever or up there, is primarily because they have a bumper. And yep. you, you you can shove people. The, the car is hard enough to drive, and then you have like seven cars just right there bumping yep. you and bumping you and bumping you every corner. Like, you're not going to get that really anywhere else where there's just people always hitting you, hitting you, hitting you every yeah, corner. you're right. Um, I mean, you still get it in big-time stock car racing, too, like late models or whatever. Yeah. You get some of it, but not nearly to the degree that – and see, there again, um, I think there's way too much bumping. There's too much of the bumper in Legends cars, especially at the shootout. And, you know, I, I don't think it's good – I don't think you're teaching yourself anything – when the best offensive weapon you've got is the bumper, you yeah. need to learn how to do how to actually how to time passes. You know that's a skill. And if the only way you can pass somebody is to use the bumper, when you get up into the big cars and you do that to somebody that's been racing for fifteen years, they're going to respond as soon as they can, and you're going to be fixing a lot of damage because you know you go to Hickory and you know. And, and bump somebody out of the way the wrong way, they're going to come back and put you in the fence. It's as simple as that. And and it, uh, so it's a bad technique. I, I just think, I think it's a terrible technique to learn. So it's it sounds like you try first, obviously, to do it right. And that's the, that's the reason you're holding the big belt that's sitting over to our left here. For me, it's it's probably without making enemies, as much enemies. Obviously, you know, it's really bad when you lose by four and a half seconds, but... Uh, obviously, you you just have to live with that. You can't just go and nail me yeah. the, the the next race. You can't just go and take me out just because you lost one race the previous week. In racing, anything can happen. But I feel like everyone is so, I guess, worked up that someone got by them that they don't even attempt to use a clean pass. And that's right. that's one thing that helped me during this whole season, using the bumper as least as possible. Yep. You don't want to make enemies that have... I guess a valid point to bump you or to take you out the next race. And being in Charlotte, like he just mentioned, um, one race you can win by four and a half seconds. The next race you're going to finish potentially middle of the field to last because the weather changes so fast. I mean, one oh, week it's raining, true. one yeah. week it's not raining, one week you got a moderately wet track, yeah. some weeks it's completely dry because at 4 o'clock in Concord – I work right there by the speedway. It tends to rain in the summer almost every day at 4 o'clock. It <laughs> seems like it does. Especially on Mondays and Tuesdays yep. for whatever reason. Um, the uh, the shootout seems cursed sometimes with, with rain. Do you like racing in the rain? Oh, racing in the racing in the rain is awesome, but obviously whenever you get into the Asher trip, it just pulls you and pulls you up in there. But I feel like dirt racing, I like just a little bit more. Okay, so, well, same kind of – now what – types of dirt racing have you done uh you probably know many outlaws they're yeah, they're pretty uh-huh. much yeah Millbridge. You, you know have Millbridge? You raced in Millbridge? yes i have actually. really yeah i didn't know that yeah i i raced there a little bit um, who'd you race for um mike bliss okay i raced with his cars for a little bit you know did, did pretty well but where i really was really well was um uh the indoor showdown uh i forgot where it was but it was in the mountains 
Okay. Yeah, I I was I was in like I was first or second most of the time. Very and I was cool. very really had a good shot at I winning. I didn't realize you had done that. We'll be back with more right after this. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to We uh, Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I uh, want to say a special hello to uh, Chip and the folks from strutmasters.com who do such a great job on all of the uh, suspension work that they do for cars. If you want a better ride, strutmasters.com is the place to go. Just go to their website, literally a car or a motorcycle. They can improve your ride dramatically. Uh, so give them a call. Strutmasters.com is their website. And, uh, 
uh, go check them out. And we have uh, Jaden Raina still with us here. Jaden uh, is from, where are you at, Harrisburg? Uh, Cornelius. Cornelius. Okay, so you're not far at all from us. Cornelius, North Carolina. And he is the 2020 champion of the Young Lions division of the Charlotte Motor Speedway Bojangles Summer Shootout. Um, and uh, winning the championship, I'm sure, was a big deal. You won seven races yes. out of the ten. So uh, there was pretty much no doubt who the best car was. Yeah. Uh, Mark Narsted and everyone that helped me gave me a, a really fast car. Mark, Mark Narsted, obviously, is, is a huge part of this, but also I have to thank Justin Lloyd. Uh, Drew Dollar helped me out a little bit, and uh, and uh, Dennis Lambert too also helped me. It was, it was really it was really fun and really cool to get help from all those guys. See, now I thought you did a great job there. I thought you were going to just go right down your list of sponsors <laughs> before I even gave you the opportunity, but you only thanked the folks who helped you on the competition side. So you might as well go ahead and acknowledge your sponsors now. Yeah, I really got to thank Hendrick Kia for coming on with me for, uh, uh, I think this is their fourth season now that they sponsored me, and it, it feels really cool, and hopefully they can uh, come back with us for 2021. Well, I hope so, too. They're they're a great dealership, I know, because I bought my car there back in 2016. Uh, <laughs> I had to stop and think about that. And I love, see, I always tell the younger drivers when they come in for the first time to have their sponsors on a list. And he did. It's just it's on his shirt. The list is on his shirt. That's that's the cool thing, James. He, yeah, right there. He's ready to go. He's like, you know, if all he's got to do is look down. He looks right down. He knows him. He's like, you know what? Instead of me just mentioning you, I'm going to give you more time, too, because I'll put you on TV. Yeah, exactly. That's that's great. Um, and yeah, Mark, uh, obviously, Mark Narstead is one of the best. Um, I would argue one of the best ever um, in terms of setup at at Charlotte for the shootout. Certainly. Um, as good as anybody today, I don't want to say he's the best because then I have other friends who do that and they'll get mad at me. But um, he certainly is as good as anybody uh, today at, uh, at at setting up cars. Um, how did you happen to get hooked up with Mr. Narstead? Uh, after I actually left uh, Trado Racing, you, you probably know them. They're the, sure do. They're a pretty good bando nice, team that I raced with. Nice folks. Uh, uh, back in 2017, I got with Trado Racing. Obviously, Justin Garris was there uh, 2018. Uh, Bojangles yep. shootout champion. I, Fifty-three, he, yeah. I think, was his number. Yeah, he he gave me a lot of tips and tricks on how to race. And it was a really good organization. So, at the end of 2018, they said that Narsted is probably the way to go. And so we went with Mark Narsted, and we started testing in April of 2019. Well, you're uh, you, you've done a great job. Now you you're you're done with the shootout. So, what does the rest of this season look like? for you as best you can tell us because i know you know uh, there's still so much fluctuation with covid tracks opening and closing and whatever uh but what do you know right now or what would you anticipate your schedule being right now uh obviously uh asphalt nationals we're probably going to go to that and in vegas. in vegas yes las vegas i've never been there before but it looks like a pretty cool track what happens in vegas stays in vegas unless you win and then the whole world knows about it yeah. That's the way that works. Then you're bringing stuff home with you, that's trophies, right. money, yeah, all kinds yeah, of stuff. You, you don't want to keep that a secret. But uh, that's a, the bull ring is, a, is one of the most legendary short tracks in the country. So there, yeah. there you go. Um, what else are you doing besides the dance? Uh, I really want to go to uh, AMP Motorsports Park for 
uh, Road Course World Finals. I, uh, oh, that's I, in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 lo- I actually lost that race last year, which well, I, I felt like we should have won. We were like half a second faster in the entire field. And I was uh, obviously uh, uh, Sean Rahal, I'm pretty yep. sure is his mm-hmm. name. He was actually there, too. And we were pitted right beside him with Dennis Lambert. Sean's been yeah. around. Yeah, he, He's a heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, he, he actually gave me a few tips last year. And we, we were really fast, but we ended up hitting some oil, actually, in qualifying. After, the lap after we got the pole. Okay. And I, I was down the turn 13 and 14, I'm pretty sure. And I hit a little bit of oil. And me and, uh, actually, uh, Dennis Lambert's other car, uh, uh, we, we both hit the oil. And we both spun out. He obviously oh nailed the wall. It was, it was a huge impact, but we, we hit it with the rear end, and we we ended up, uh, we obviously, we got DQ'd, actually, because of the uh, the motor mounts, uh, so that so that really, that really sucked, but um, we ended up uh, coming back, we went to 12th, and we had like a 9 second, I don't know, deficit between me and the leader, and we dropped it to 3 Wow! at the end of the race, and it actually went from 12 laps to 10 laps to 9 laps, so... I had nine laps to try to make my way back up to the lead. Obviously, we finished fourth. was like, I don't know, like uh, hundredths of a second or even in the thousands, I'm pretty sure, from finishing third. It was a side-by-side finish. But, wow. I mean, it, it really sucks. So I feel like we, we, sh- we should win this year. I feel like we have a good shot at it. feel like it owes you one? Yeah. You'll figure out in racing pretty quick, Jaden, that uh, uh, tracks never owe you one. That that isn't the way it works. It that the law of averages never evens out. You'll eventually get one, but it won't be because the track. It'll be just because it was your day, and yeah. and uh, Lady Luck shined on you instead of uh, pouring rain down on you like she did last year. That's kind of how that works. Okay, so anywhere else? Any other big shows we're gonna see you at? Uh, there's Dirt Nationals. I don't know if we're gonna do that. It's kind of just up in the air right now, but uh, I definitely do want to try my hand at it. A Legends Car and Dirt. Yeah. Interesting. I, I saw that they run very well in dirt. Just, I saw that Joe Ryan. It's different, though. Joe Ryan makes a pretty good setup, I've heard. so He does. Yeah. But I'm sure Mark could, too, if, if uh, you know, because, again, it's it. I don't think it's all that much different in the terms of setup. You can only do so much with the Legends cars to begin with yeah. from the setup standpoint. But I think it's really the way you drive it, which is, yeah. you know. You've had a little. You were alluding to the dirt experience that you've had in the Mini Outlaw Card at Millbridge and and some other shows. Um, what d- are you gonna? Do you anticipate getting back on dirt at all um, in in the Mini Outlaw or something else this year or next year or what? What is? What can you tell us about twenty one? Uh, Would you like to do? Yeah, obviously, what I'd like to do for twenty twenty one is start testing in a late model, and we, we're we're obviously going to move in the pros next year. And we're going to do part-time pros, and we're probably Legends going to test. Pro. Yeah, Legends yeah. Pros. So we're probably going to test in a late model, but obviously there's uh, mini sprints. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's micro, sprints. micro sprints. Micro sorry. sprints. Sorry, micro sprints. Yep. And I definitely want to go into there and test in one of those cars because those cars seem pretty cool. When I was at Mike Bliss's shop, actually, um, he actually had one uh, micro sprint there, okay. and that he was working on, and it, it looked really cool. Yeah, that would be fun. So maybe a little bit of a dirt track in the micro and Legends Pro. Um, and what else uh, are you looking at doing for next year? Well, uh, this is this isn't a definite, but 
I do really want to test an F4 car. You know, the you probably F1. already know sure. F1. Yep. It's just div- uh, three divisions yep. under that. So I really want to go and uh, take my hand it's in some road, road course. course racing. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you do you what do you like oval or road course better in general? Uh, in terms of uh, racing wise, road course. But in terms of experience and how much fun it is, I would probably say oval. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, you this is the the age and the time to go get all of that experience if you can, if you have opportunities to try those different things, because it just develops your overall skill set further. And certainly, road course racing is a very technical form, and it teaches you about braking and you know doing a lot of things differently than you would do necessarily on an oval track, but. Um, that definitely will help you for later because once you learn the mindset, then applying it is just the difference in the car. So even if you're fortunate enough to achieve your dream of going to NASCAR, when you jump into stock car and go onto a road course, the same things that the same basic skill set that worked for you in the F4 will work for you in the stock car, but you just got to adjust for the car being much bigger and heavier. Yeah. So it's just, you know, your braking points or whatever are all different, but it's the same mindset, so that's great experience. Now, I know all you young guys spend a lot of time on the sim. Do you do you do a lot of iRacing or sim yeah. racing? What, yeah. tell, tell us about that. Uh, I started iRacing back in 2017, and, I mean, it, it's it's a great simulator. It's really fun. I met a, really, a lot of cool people on there, and uh, uh, I'm A-class now and uh, uh, trying to go road for pro. Uh, I'm going to practice in that a, a little bit. Well, obviously, sim racing is not where I want to go. I want to race in real life. So, uh, well, we're just gonna have to see where that goes. But I'm, yeah, I'm A class right now. We're in actually a Michigan race, one of my first race nice. there in A class. So. Now, who is the most famous driver that we would know that you've met on sim? Uh, actually, I've met uh, Spencer Boyd on a sim. Yeah, we talked a little bit. It was in the rookie truck race a few months ago. Yep. So Spencer's. Uh, Spencer's a great guy. I've known him since his days in a Legends car, his first days in a Legends car, and uh, he's, he's he's one of the nicest guys there is. Okay, so one more time before we let you go, hit your sponsors. I would like to thank Hendrick Kia for coming on with me this year and uh, all the years that they sponsored me. They've been a really good help. And hope I can get them more wins next year and this year. Um, and where can fans follow you online? Uh, you can follow me at Jane Rainer Racing on Instagram and Facebook. And we also have Rainer Racing on Twitter. Uh, so you can go follow me there. R-E-Y-N-A. Jaden, J-A-I-D-E-N, Rainer, R-E-Y-N-A. Jaden Rainer or Jaden Rainer Racing. And he's got the big old belt. Hold the belt up uh, for the camera. And uh, we're going to have to uh, get a picture of you. I'll just uh, get one during the break here. So there's there's the belt. That is the championship belt. And uh, that will be forever a part of Jaden Reyna's uh, trophy collection. He's done a great job. He is a fabulous young man, has a great family behind him, and I know that uh, he is going to make his mark in motorsports before he's done. That is Jaden Reyna. We appreciate him coming on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, Hickory and Three Wide and NASCAR and a whole bunch of stuff. And we've still got uh, Keith Graham. Coming up in the second hour of the show to talk Carolina Pro Late Model Series as well. Be back right after this.
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Earphones are cutting in and out here, driving me batty. Welcome back to uh, League Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and uh, James Mellick in the studio. Jane Reyna hanging around with us still and uh, having a good time, just uh, getting the feel for what live radio is all about. We're happy to have been able to talk to him. Um, Speaking of talking to people, uh, we're going to have on Thursday a Motorsports Madness, of course, This is a big week in NASCAR. Why? Because we are going to Daytona this weekend to race on the road course. And I cannot wait. ARC is going to start it all off. And on Thursday, um, 
he's not able to be with us live on Thursday, but we're going to pre-record something for him. Um, young man out of Florida, his name is Ayrton Ori. Ayrton is uh, looking at the road to Indy right now. That's he's uh, He's been on the road course side of things and had an opportunity to jump into the Visconti Motorsports number 74 Arca car to go racing at Daytona on the road course. Now, here's the here's the irony of this because of the way things work in the sport today. Ayrton Ori is going into this race with previous experience on the Daytona road course. So even though he's 15 and has never driven a heavy stock car, um, he got to run, I think it was a six-hour endurance race, I want to say, part of a, a team um, that that has run the Daytona road course. So he's going in with more experience at 15 on that road course than probably anybody else in the ARCA series. Well, that's crazy. It See, is crazy. I was thinking something like that because you know how they got the cup drivers, the young ones like um, William Byron did, Chase Elliott did. When they go out to Sonoma, they get themselves in a K&N car and run the K&N race at Sonoma. I was wondering if NASCAR was going to allow any of the younger cup drivers uh, with very little road course experience allow them to get into an ARCA car and go race. I don't I don't really see them doing that. I think it would give too much of an advantage, though. Well, I think you're going to have a couple of different guys. Um, who did I just – I just heard a name. I think he was running Xfinity. I can't remember who it was. Um, somebody else with, with uh, good road course experience. You're going to see a few ringers, I think, in, in some of the cars – this weekend, but uh, yeah, so Ayrton will be fun. Again, an example of a young driver trying to make his mark gets an opportunity to go do something that technically he isn't too young for because he's already had experience on the course. Um, so we're going to talk to him about that. He's He's got a neat story, too, um, that uh, involves uh, human growth hormone and um, HGH, and that's it's part um, one of his sponsors. Um, so I don't want to give away too much now, but uh, that'll be a reason if you want to tune into Motorsports Madness Thursday night. Ayrton, we'll have some sound with Ayrton on that show. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's a, he's a nice kid um, and is really excited about the opportunity to dip into a stock car, even though that's not necessarily the direction that he wants to go in. Um, you know, he's headed toward Formula One. If he can get there, that's what he wants to do. So, uh, but he's, he's going to get a chance to run the... Uh, the Arca Road Course Race. And I just think, um, James, that this is going to be a golden opportunity for some road course uh, guys, some of the guys in Cup and in you know the various series. First of all, nobody's ever been, again, except for uh, Ayrton in the Arca Race. As far as I know, nobody's ever been in this course that's running this weekend. Um, and what's interesting to me about that is nobody's getting any practice either. Yeah, no practice. So... You know, and 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 of course, I'm hearing, I'm hearing uh, boos and yays, I guess, boos and cheers about uh, the chicane that they're putting in, um, coming out of turn oval turn four. But uh, I can assure anybody who doesn't think that's a good idea, you're wrong, um, because nobody wants uh, a bunch of cars or trucks going into turn one with no practice at about 210 miles an yeah. hour. That's what I was That's gonna just say. Not, over two hundred mile an hour. They're gonna be no, moving. You don't wanna be you don't wanna transition off uh, the oval uh, into uh, road course turn one at uh, two hundred and ten. As it is, they're probably with a chicane, maybe one eighty, one eighty five. That's fast enough. Um but uh it should be a lot of fun. I just love the the fact that we've done a couple of these neutral type races and and 
this is really going to be fascinating because the Roval at Charlotte is a slower version of what this is going to be. They're going to be going much faster, uh, you know, top end speed on this track than they do at the Roval. So it's really going to be, I think, interesting for these guys to see how this works out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's a race I've, uh, when I heard that they were going to run was something I was excited to watch for sure because, like you said, they're going to be going faster here than they do at the Roval, and it's entertaining to watch the Roval because, I mean, you got both. You got the best of both worlds. You got the road course, so you get to see them yep. be technical, and then you get to see them just go out there onto the racetrack and just use raw speed. Uh, so it's going to be awesome to watch, I think. I think it's going to be great racing. It's definitely going to be something the fans need to tune in for. Well, and you know, the thing is, is you've got, you've, you've got guys, well, especially, see, I can't wait for the Xfinity race because, you know, it, you, if you think back to when the Xfinity series went to Indy to race the road course on the 4th of July weekend, that was one of the most incredible races I've seen all year in anything. And, you know, you got Austin Sindrick, you got AJ Allmendinger, you know, you got three or four guys in that series that are really, really Chase Briscoe, really good road course racers. Um, and they know how to throw it down. And so, and you've got a championship battle in that series. I mean, Sindrick again, is becoming the star real quick, but Briscoe's still in it. You've got three or four guys. They're all going to be in the mix. Um, so I can't wait to see how that one plays out. The cup series is going to be exciting again, because you got some guys there that are pretty stout road course racers, you know, and I think this is an opportunity. Actually, Kyle Busch has won nothing so far this year. Who would have believed even as screwed up as 2020 has been in the world that we would say in the beginning of August, Kyle Busch has won nothing in cup, um, barely a stage win. Um, this is a race because Kyle's actually pretty good. On the road courses, I would argue this is a race Kyle could honestly get back into it. And I think there's some guys in that series that are good, solid road course racers that are not Kevin Harvick, though Kevin's pretty good. Um, Denny Hamlin, not necessarily the best. You've got some guys that could step up and snatch a win away this weekend, especially being first time for everybody. If they can get the setup down, it could be very interesting. Yeah, I agree. You do have some that could step in there and, and go snag that one away. I mean, you got some smaller teams that have road courses, guys like Michael McDowell. Yes, he could I was step up there and that. go pull out that that win uh, this weekend. Austin Dillon is another one who's exactly. really good on the road courses. Austin's become a good good road course racer. Um, so yeah, there's there's a few of these guys that are going to, I think, throw a bit of a monkey wrench into. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I do think that you're going to see. Um, the next four races for the Cup Series is going to be entertaining. I mean, you got Daytona on the road course, which we've never been at. Yep. Then you go to Dover for two races, which yep. is a concrete track, which is already the drivers are loose coming out of the corners, tight going in because you slam the nose going in and you're lifting the front tires off the ground. So you're, that track's already wild as it is. You're running a double there. And then right before you go into the playoffs, you go run the Speedway race at Daytona. Yeah, right back so to Daytona. It's going to be wild the next four races over three weeks for the Cup Series. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I love it. And, and uh, you know, Michigan this weekend, I thought both races were delightfully good. Um, yeah. Huge surprise. I was not expecting much out of the weekend. Both races were great. Um, if you listened to Motorsports Madness last weekend, you know that I picked Kevin Harvick to win on Saturday, and he won. 
and I picked Denny Hamlin to win on Sunday, and he almost won. Almost. Almost won. Um, Harvick ended up uh, sweeping the weekend. No big surprise. I I wanted to pick that. I should have, but I I figured it, it 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 really is amazing how this has kind of become the Harvick Hamlin show in Cup lately. Yeah, those two are just dominating right now. They've got hot, and nobody's been able to catch them. And like you were just talking about, Michigan was an entertaining race, Both just like Indianapolis was. Yep. So that package they have at those big tracks like that. It's working out for it's really good reason. It's working better than we give it credit for, but I still can't wait for the new car to come out in 22. I'm very fascinated by what that can do. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun this weekend. Such an unknown. And to see the trucks taking on the Daytona Road Course, that's either going to be the greatest race of the year or the biggest wreck fest, and it might be a little of both. Yeah, I mean, we see them at the Road Course up in Canada. And we we'll see what they do up there. They put on a good show, and they wreck coming yeah, to the finish but that's line a every road time. Course. This yeah. is a roval. This is completely a high different. speed roval. Something these guys have never yeah, experienced. I so. want to see the trucks make the transition into turn one. Um, you know, higher center of gravity, handle completely different. Um, could be very, very interesting. And the ARCA race is going to be fun too because you'll get again some different names in that one that won't would ordinarily run the series because it, they're on the ro- the roval and. Um, and people want to take an opportunity to see if they can win in the stock car on, on the Roval. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to that one. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, interesting things in store. And I want to real quick, before we hit the break, I want to talk about what I saw at Hickory on Saturday night, because the second 40 lap feature for the late models on Saturday night was absolutely incredible. Right now, the national points battle centers around the Hickory Motor Speedway, which hasn't happened, I don't remember the last time it's happened. Ryan Millington, who was on this show uh, a week or so ago, ends up going out, and he and Josh Berry, once again, were the show on Saturday night, and in the second race, Millington's trying to win because Barry did. So Millington's going to get the second race, and he and Josh battled it out. Just a thrilling battle. Swapped the lead back and forth a couple of times. Meanwhile, while they were side-by-side and swapping the lead, uh, Indiana racer Sam Butler, who is 16 years old uh, and is just has come out of nowhere over here this year in the late models, he caught both of them. And on the last lap... <laughs> Ryan had had nudged Josh up and gotten underneath him. They were side-by-side side coming out of turn four. Sam Butler turns left, dives under both of them, and they went across the finish line in a three-wide blanket. And Millington ended up winning. Barry was second and, and Butler third. So I think Ryan is probably about eight or ten points now. He was seven going into the night. So I think he's probably about, you know, somewhere around seven, eight, ten points still out front in the national championship battle. Um, and that's a big deal. If you can win the NASCAR national title, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. And Ryan is doing it with a smaller team and a smaller budget than Josh Berry has. Those two are first and third right now in the points. Um, and it should be an awful lot of fun coming down the stretch to watch them. But I was really impressed with Sam Butler and uh, we're going to hear from Sam uh, either next week or the following week on this show. It should be uh, fun to talk to him. Um, he's got a lot going on right now, and he's a driver that everybody's starting to talk about because he's had uh, a number of top top three, top five runs here and is looking for a win real quick in this area out of uh, Indiana. So uh, with that, we'll step aside, 
And we will be back with more, the second half, in fact, of We Lap right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. (laughs) Okay, welcome back to... Lead Lap presented by, oh, we got to I got to read these. Welcome to Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and James Mellick in the WSIC studio. It is the start of the second half of our show. And we have fake tweets. NASCAR Chasm has come out with his weekly segment that I most look forward to on Twitter. Um, and that is the fake tweets to the winner. Okay, so in this case, Kevin Harvick won twice. 
Um, so all of the fake tweets are fake tweets to Kevin Harvick. If you do not follow NASCAR Chasm on Twitter, what is wrong with you? If you're on Twitter, you have to follow him. Um, he is the whole reason to exist on Twitter. Um, it's just think sarcasm, only it's NASCAR Chasm. Just go follow him. All right, so here we go. Um, I've only read the first one, but it was enough to make me believe that I really should read more. And even if I stopped at this, it would be funny. Because guess who the first fake tweet to Kevin Harvick is from? It's from Keelan. Oh, I was going to say Denny Hamlin. Nope, it's from Keelan. Little son Keelan. So here we go. Keelan says, good win, Dad. You now owe me like six rides to Victory Lane. And this is Kevin's response. Well, we had discussed creating a cardboard cutout of you that I could put in my car. And Keelan's like, well, you should have. Really? Keelan's like, Keelan's like, um, yeah. See, then you could have brought it home and I could have used it to make it look like I was actually present in all my online classes. (laughs) And Kevin's like, Keelan. And Keelan says, hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. (laughs) He ain't lying. Uh, It's just uh, you, know, you gotta yeah. love you gotta love that. Um, so there is. Uh, but I don't really call it cheating. He's just finding the gray area. He happens to have a cutout that looks like him. He's yeah. just finding the gray area. He's just finding the gray area. As so long as they don't ask him a question, he doesn't have to respond. Yeah, He's do good. Do a cardboard cutout. And I'll put it uh, put it on my school cam, and uh, then everybody will think that. Uh, and I guess um, where are the rest of the tweets here? I only see. Oh, here we go. I didn't uh, click on the right link. I only got the headliner. Okay. So here are the rest of the fake tweets, too. Um, and again, uh, I have no idea what's coming because I have not previewed them. But um, we will um, we will go with it anyway. Yeah, if we sporadically stop right in the middle, it's because, well, it may not have been appropriate. Yeah, tweet two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> tweet number two from Clint Boyer. Dang, congrats on the win, big guy. You're dominant at Michigan, boy. Kevin says, thanks, Clint. Clint says, seems like just yesterday you were in victory lane there. Kevin says, are you joking or is this your amazing attention span doing its thing again? And Clint says, huh? What are you talking about? Uh, Denny Hamlin, I'm bummed we didn't win, but I'm really enjoying battling with you this season. Kevin says, that's true. When you don't win, I win. When I don't win, you win. Then he says, yep, and if you can't win and I have a crippling phobia of the trophy, Kozlowski wins. Because, see, Brad won at Dover, you see, and they give away a lobster, and Denny doesn't want anything to do with holding the lobster. Um, And I don't blame him. I would run, too. Um, Let's see. Oh, the Choose Cone. Hey, good job this week. Really like what you brought to the sport. Kevin says, thanks. Um, you're, You're not that conversational, are you? I'm not a people person. It's why I chose to be a choose. Oh, I, I had the conversation backwards. Kevin says, really? Choose says, yeah, think about it. When you see me, you have to go around me to the right or around me to the left. And if you touch me, there are severe penalties. <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> That's true. a good one there. Um, oh, Keselowski tweeted Kevin. Man, Twitter's not happy with me, he says. Kevin says, well, it was a mistake. Blaney was not that mad. You'll move on. Yeah, I know, but. At Mary Mary Ryan 12 just tweeted me and said I should be kicked out of NASCAR. Uh, Kevin says, kids these days, where are their parents? And he says, well, her mom tweeted me the same thing. <laughs> Dale Jr. gets it on the act. 
Dale says, hey, man, you feel that earthquake this morning? Kevin says, no, I'm in Michigan. Junior, freaked me out. Had no idea what that was. Just an earthquake, Dale. You forget at my house, that could have been the Buffalo stampeding also. <laughs> Relax. Hey, you ain't got 28 most popular driver trophies that could have fallen off the shelf. <laughs> that, was a, that was good. Eric Almarola, Kevin's other teammate. Hey, man, Kevin says, try not to reveal what all your code words mean over your radio. They played it on TV. Eric says, yeah, I'm just really, really bad at keeping secrets, like really bad. Kevin says, you can fix it, though. Just come up with a different code word for next week. Maybe Smithfield ham. No, that's my online banking password. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, wait, no. Um, That was, well, he had the Keelan one in there twice. Um, Ryan Blaney says, uh, Kevin says, what happened? Ryan says, just Brad being a little too aggressive at his home track. Kevin says, yep. Who would have figured the guy from Michigan and the guy from Ohio would wind up smashing each other? (laughs) Ryan says, you don't follow college football very close, do you? (laughs) Uh, Kyle Bush tweeting Kevin Harvick. Kevin says, sorry if I made contact with you. Kyle says, if I didn't just sail into the wall on my own. Kevin says, I don't think I did. And if I did, it was like barely a light tap. The kind that sends a soccer player to the ground writhing in agony. (laughs) Good way to end. So those were NASCAR Chasm's fake tweets to Kevin Harvick. Um, Kevin ended up winning them both. And, of course, uh, you know, now uh, what's interesting is that we've been thinking about this and waiting for this all uh, all year long, um, and now it's finally Indy 500 week, sort of. Um, of course, coming up um, in a couple of weeks is the actual race itself, but uh, it's it. this is when people are starting to really kind of put the finishing touches and things going on, and Meanwhile, the NASCAR is going back to Daytona to do something they've never done before, run on the road course. This is a strange month of August. Who would have thought that uh, when this year started, we would be talking about the Indy 500 being run in the latter part of the month of August? But that's the kind of year we've had. The announcement for no fans at the Indy 500. Um came out it changed so fast it went from 50 to 25 to zero from no tv to i mean from blackout to no blackout i mean it just everything happens so fast with that race yeah and it's really um it's really an interesting scenario because you think about the indy 500 and honestly it's not a race that i mean This race is so tied to the fans. It's going to be just bizarre this year um, to actually see the race running with nobody in the grandstand. I mean, we've kind of gotten used to it a lot of the NASCAR races, and and there are short tracks even here. I've been to Hickory a couple times, no fans, whatever. But Indy is just something different. Yeah. It is. Is Daytona going to allow fans there for the road course and the the um, 
the last race before the ch- the playoffs? Are they going to allow fans the cup cars or no? I don't know if Daytona is. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not either. I'm not sure because those uh... those two there they just hold a little bit more prestige than most of the tracks, and those two without fans would be weird. And I was wondering if they were going to allow them. It's uh, I'm not too sure what's uh, actually going on there. It's it's going to be very interesting. The it, but Indy for me without fans now, uh, I, you know, the question is, should we even have run it? Well, of course you should. I mean, if you can run the race and do it safely, then of course you should. You should definitely run it. It's the Indy 500. The last thing that we need with all of the other uh, anxiety and depression and and just, uh, you know, crap that's going on in the country and across the world right now is, you know, another major sporting event canceled. So if that means we run the race without fans and everybody gets to watch it on TV, I'm totally fine with that. Um, You know, it's a shame it had to be so, but it is what it is. And I think, honestly, it's going to make the race even more special for the drivers, in a sense, because all of these guys are going to want to be the one that wins it for the fans. Yeah. You know, um, because this series is really, really... um, I mean, even more so, I think in some ways, the NASCAR, honestly, is really tied to its fan base. And um, and this race, obviously, is the greatest spectacle in racing. I'm just hoping and I'm waiting to see. I've not yet seen a pre-race schedule um, for race day. I'm hoping that they still do all of the things that they normally do with back home again in Indiana and taps and, you know, all of the things that we're used to as far as the Indy pre-race, because, it will mean just as much to those of us watching it on TV as it would if we were sitting there in the grandstand. Um, and so I'm really, really interested to see how this comes off this year. But um, we know that we've got uh, a minimum of a full field. Yep, a minimum um, full field. Because the Rick Ware Racing James Davison announcement in combination with coin racing and bird uh, racing, um, that announcement put us at 33 cars. So we may or may not have cars to bump, which for me, bump day is always part of the the, the spectacle that is Indy, but um, the 104th running may or may not have bump bumping because um, we may have just enough cars to start. But um I just, the thing that I hope for is that everybody makes it through qualifying and makes it to the race day without having a crash or whatever to throw away a car. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a big, big deal for Nando Alonso, all of the, the traditional IndyCar guys. I mean, this is going to be a great race. Yeah. It's just as big for all the crew members and all the drivers, even though it's not in the month of May, there's no fans there. It's still just as big to win the Indy 500. And it's going to mean just as much to the fans because sports is an escape from life yes. uh, and everything going on, as you mentioned. So just to have all the same stuff remain the way it should is going to be huge, I think, for uh, the fans, for the drivers, for the crew members, because that's going to allow them to escape from everything going on. Yes, and uh, for those who want to take advantage of it, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has created the ultimate virtual destination for race fans to stay connected to the 104th running of the 500. Um, The race itself is Sunday, August 23rd at 1 o'clock. Oh, by the way. Um, 
But the uh, if you go to ims.com slash community, ims.com slash community, um, you go to uh, the hub, um, and they'll have all kinds of, of uh, things that you can look at. It's a pretty cool thing. I've looked at it. It's awesome. Go check it out, ims.com slash community. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, Keith Graham's going to join us, and we're going to switch from Indy cars to uh, Pro Late Models and talk Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Back with more in a minute. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We lap rolls on, and uh, we now rejoin the strutmasters.com hotline. 
or not. Uh, we'll get Keith Graham. Hopefully, Keith will call us back. Um, we had Keith Graham on the Strutmasters.com hotline. We we're going to talk Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Uh, they've got a rescheduled race coming up. Um, it's not a rescheduled race. It's actually a reassigned race, you might call it. The race was originally scheduled to be this coming weekend at Orange County Speedway up in Rougemont, North Carolina. But Orange County uh, is down for a while and so had to move the race. And fortunately, um, and I think we've got uh, Keith back with us on the Strutmasters hotline. Keith Graham, are you there? Yes, sir. How are y'all tonight? Doing well, sir. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Just sitting here listening to the show, enjoying, uh, enjoying what you got going on. Well, we uh, appreciate that for sure, and uh, looking forward to talking with you. And I was just starting to say that uh, you've got a race coming up this weekend that was originally scheduled at Orange County Speedway in Rougemont, North Carolina, but had to be moved because uh, Orange County is down for a bit. Um, so you ended up being able to get a race at Greenville Pickens Speedway down in Greenville, South Carolina, which is the third longest running NASCAR Advance Auto Parts weekly series racing track in the country behind uh, Bowen Gray and Hickory, I believe. Um, and uh, it's certainly going to be a different track for you guys to run. Talk about uh, what happened with Orange County and the genesis of how you ended up at Greenville. Well, me and uh, Orange County, I mean, we had been knowing this may be a problem uh, uh, as in the last time we ran there. And I was actually working with something out with Tri-County uh, also before I went to Greenville Pickens. Uh, but with the, the the current state our country is in and the governor making his announcement, it kind of put a hoodoo on everything here. Yeah. So I had to just make start making phone calls, called a couple facilities, and uh, Greenville Pickens was uh, more than happy to have us. Well, um, folks at Greenville are uh, are always, I think, excited about bringing in a a different uh, series or you know different group of racers, and certainly your uh, you've never, your series never been there. Um, and it's, uh, again, it's different and, and, uh, disappointed to hear that, uh, you actually were in the process of putting a show together at Tri-County. Uh, you're the second series that's told me that in the last couple of days that was gonna, um, gonna run a show at Tri-County. And then, uh, our esteemed governor, Roy Cooper, who I hope will get beat soundly by Dan Forrest uh, in November in the election here for governor. If you're a race fan or any type of motorsports supporter in North Carolina, you have to vote for Dan Forrest because uh, Cooper is just destroying our sport. Um, But at any rate, uh, Tri-County had to shut down. So now you go to Greenville. Now, Greenville is a little bit different. You guys have been running... You've run Dillon, you've run Orange County, you've run Hickory, you've never run Greenville. This is a bigger track, and it's a it's a it's a bit of a different track for your guys than uh, what they're used to running. What do you see uh, happening this weekend in terms of uh, coming out of this race? Uh, well, I'm I'm 
I'm looking forward to an exciting race right out of the gate because we've got we're going to have a full field of cars again. This will be five races in a row yeah. and some new guys, um, uh, some guys that uh, are come uh, somebody coming some guys coming out of Florida. Uh, wow, so we're going to have some new names, uh, which I'm not going to announce just yet because I just want to leave a surprise when I put it out there. Um, but <laughs> that's uh, no fun. I'm sorry. That's no fun. We have you on the show to break news. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, but it's just I, I just want to kind of I want I want a few guys to be surprised uh, just because I I did I eliminated I'm not letting in my guys test this this track. We all going to have to show up on Saturday. Good. And you're going to four hours of practice, and we're going to go racing. So I'm going to limit um, I'm limiting uh, the guys who can't afford to go test. Uh, and not allowing them to, so the guys that can't afford to go test, we can all come out there to, on the, underneath the same Good. Uh, the same level yep. of uh, time at the racetrack. Yep. Good deal. Um, so it's going to be 100 laps, and I think, uh, did I see it was 2,000 to win? Yes, sir. Uh, Greenville Pickens uh, 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 put up another $1,000 for the winner. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be the biggest purse that you've had, I think, this year. Uh, which is certainly an enticement for those cars to travel. It should be quite a a, a weekend for racing. Looking, <clears throat> excuse me, looking at your season so far, how has how has your season developed so far compared to what you were hoping for when you? Because this is the first year that the series has existed. Um, kind of give us a bit of a a, um, a commentary on how you feel like you're season has progressed to this point compared to what you were expecting well it's uh of course me coming into the deal when me and you first spoke i was uh very optimistic and with everybody i'd spoken with that we were going to have uh some great shows but obviously i was nervous yeah but right out of the gate you know we've had a lot of interest a lot of uh, guys entering our races i mean uh, four races in a row we've had 19 cars uh, which I'm trying to break that mark, and I'm really hoping we break that mark this time. I think you will. But it's, it's gone way, way better than than I anticipated. To be honest with you, I was, uh, and I'm still, I still get nervous every time I go to the racetrack, uh, just uh, because we, just trying to get everything working properly and get everything, everybody happy, which is very difficult to do with uh, having all the different personalities and race race car drivers and owners out there it's very difficult to to try to make everybody happy with it but i'm very super excited and and just i can't it's like i'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to uh, thinking about the future of my series yeah i mean and you should be and and you know when you and i first talked over the winter that you were doing this um you know obviously and we talked on this show too before the season started i was very optimistic because I knew that a pro late model series was something that this area desperately needed. And there'd been a lot of demand and a lot of talk and a lot of buzz that something should happen for a while. And, you know, you were, you were the one to step up and and make it happen. Uh, The competition has been very, very good for the most part. Um, You've, you've had, uh, of course, Carson Quapples won a couple, but, um, you know, you've had uh, some other winners as well. Nick Loden got a win and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a great job with, uh, you know, with running the shows and that's, that's the main thing that we need. And you've also got yourself a title sponsor now, which was something you didn't have when you went in 
to the season. Talk about Autech for us a little bit. Yeah, Autech Car Wash Systems, they're a company based out of Statesville, North Carolina. If, uh, if you've driven through a uh, car wash anywhere around the country, most likely they've got you've got their parts in there, their, their equipment. Um, and they are very fired up for our future, um, as, in, as in next year. Uh, we've already started talking about next year and running a full sponsorship with them next year, as in the full title sponsorship for the series, along with some other companies that have uh, I've been approached by that are beyond excited about what we're doing. And it's I just can't again I can't emphasize enough about the the future of our series and and what it's going to turn into. We've got a lot of big things on the plate on our plate, and it. It's going to do nothing but get better, bigger and better. And again, but again, I got to back up and keep everything underneath my base, as in a budget-based series, sure. And keeping the cost down, and that—that's my goal: is to be able to keep the cost down and be able to keep these guys coming out here and racing and and having full fields of cars. Because I, my, me personally, uh, me being an '80s guy, a kid or whatever, however you want to say it, I want to go back to where when you go to the racetrack and there's 25, 30 late models out there getting ready to start dropping the green flag. Yeah, that's I agree. And I think that's entirely possible in your series to have that. Um, you know, and I'm a 70s kid, so I'm with you. I, I think it's um, the more old school you can go, both in terms of the car count, but also in terms of the quality of the show, where it's not single file racing, it's not dump and run on the last lap to win like every other late model race here seems to be. Um, you know, it, it, it you've done a good job, and your your guys for the most part have done a good job of, you know, of, of being professional, and and uh, I think that's that's what's helped the series to get to the point where it is. You've got uh, a bulk of your schedule at Hickory this year. Um, and you've got uh, actually another race coming up there. Well, you got three more races coming up there. Uh, let's see, August 15th. That's this coming weekend at Greenville. Then you've got uh, September 5th, September 26th, and October 17th, all at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway to finish the season. Um, when you get to next year, are you looking to basically uh, kind of add some more tracks and, and make it a more kind of one or two race at each track kind of schedule? That's the plan, but let me back you up. That September 26th race is going to be a twin 60-lap race. Oh, wow. So okay. That's going to be a twin 60. That's two, going to be two point, separate points races in that one night. And the, and the Carolina Pro Late Miles will be the main event that night at Hickory Motor Speedway. Interesting. So, but, yeah, um, next year I plan on uh, running 10 to 12 races. Um, my goal is I'd like to run 10 or 12 different racetracks. Now, whether that's feasible or not is is still up in the air. I may have to run a couple races, uh, do some doubles at some other at some racetracks, yeah. but I'd like to run 10 or 12 racetracks. I want a variety. I want my guys to have a variety. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just when I raced, I wanted, a, I wanted to go to a variety of racetracks. I didn't want to go to the same one all the time. So that's what I want to provide. I want to provide different places to race. And plus, with some of these teams I have coming in, some of them have or – what you, those uh, driver development teams and, and those drivers, they need 
different places to go race. They don't need right. to run at the same racetrack every weekend. At the same time, it was good that uh, Kevin stepped up for you and was able to uh, to give you the dates that you had for this year and still have coming up. Uh, hang on just a second for us, bud, while we step aside, and we'll bring you back on the other side of the break, back with more lead lap right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Get the Spencer re-entry eventually, uh, since uh, Jaden mentioned him as one of the drivers that he had uh, raced against on uh, iRacing in the past. Uh, but uh, Jaden Reina doing a great job in the first uh, half of the show. It was great to have him on, and uh, he's certainly a driver of the future, and who knows, maybe a future driver in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series at some point. And uh, we're going to bring the founder and director 
of that series. I don't want to call him the owner because I would argue that his wife actually owns the series because you know how that goes, James. Well, you're not married yet, but you'll figure it out. No, I'm not married yet. So yeah, um, I'm learning that slowly. <laughs> I'm not married yet, but I'm starting to learn um, that what's mine is my girlfriend's, that's and what's right. my girlfriend's is my girlfriend's. Yeah. So that's, that's just how it is. Exactly how it is. So, uh, but the founder and the director of the series is is Keith Graham. Keith is with us, and um, we've been talking about next year's schedule. I I think, um, you know, Keith, it's it would be interesting. Um, you've you've got pro late models all over the. The, the southeast i mean you could you could carry the series as far south as you wanted to but i do think there's a point where you almost run into the middle of some of the other series and things that are going on down in georgia and florida so but there's certainly a number of tracks in north and south carolina and even you know virginia or tennessee for that matter if you wanted to do that that i'm sure would be happy to to host the series and you've got it you know you've really got uh, an opportunity i think for 21 with the success that you've had so far in 2020, if it keeps up, you've got an opportunity to kind of design it the way you want it going into next year, which is really a nice place to be, uh, you know, after only one year as a series. I agree. I agree. And before I move on, I just want to, you brought up Kevin at Hickory, and I can't thank him enough for giving us the opportunity this season uh, because he gave us a big opportunity sure did. Uh, to, to be able to sell this series to other facilities. And I can't thank Kevin Piercy and Hickory Motor Speedway enough, but yeah, getting back into next year. Yeah. I'm already, I'm already been talking to Kingsport Speedway up in Tennessee. Um, uh, of course, Anderson Speedway, uh, going back to Dillon, uh, looking at Florence Speedway, Ace, uh, or back to Orange County, but yeah, so we've we've got plenty of opportunities, and we're going to have some fantastic racing. We even may I've even talked to some of the promoters in, in the South to to maybe see if we can maybe meet halfway and have some maybe uh, some special events along the line somewhere. Um, oh yeah, uh, just because of but their rule we just have to we have to worry about the rule packages because a lot of the Southern. Pro late model stuff. Their rule packages are a little different than mine. Um, yeah, so that's some of the stuff we're going to work on. A lot more liberal than yours, and hopefully you keep yours the way it is. Because uh, I think, frankly, that some of the the pro late model series, um, it's I think it just it, they allow too much cost to creep in, and um, it basically becomes super late model guys running pro late model cars, and I don't think that's ideally what you want for your series. I think you want um, your series to be about the Saturday night short trackers uh, who want to go and run, move up, you know, maybe out of a late model stock or a limited late model stock into a pro late model, um, you know, and, and, and be able to do it, like you said, on a budget. It makes a great developmental series, too, I think. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. And that is my goal is to keep the cost down. Yeah. I do not. I, I just. I was a budget racer and my whole my whole life, so it, that's something that is really near and dear to my heart to keep the cost down as yep. much as I can. And as every step of the way, I'm going to take as much money out of it as I possibly can. That's really uh, what to, you want. Yep. And, and um, so, and speaking of rules, I mean, if uh, I got a rules meeting come up coming up on August 24th at Pitt School in Mooresville. If anybody's interested in coming to that, please reach out to us on the Carolina Pro Late Model page 
or our Facebook page. Uh, you must be signed up to be able to come to the rules meeting. You just can't show up. So if you guys are anybody's <laughs> interested, in that, please let them know. So, so basically that translates to no tire kickers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I've already I've already got some uh, some pretty uh, passionate racers in the in my series that I'm expecting to to get a little rumbly there at the uh, <laughs> meeting already. <laughs> well, should so so should we do this on a Monday night and do a live uh, lead lap from the meeting? Because if that's going to get testy, it might be good radio. Uh, it could be. It could be quite. <laughs> uh, I've already kind of been going through my. My my speech at the beginning of it is just to try to keep everybody in check, but we'll just have to see how that goes once we get it going. Well, you you know, it just uh, uh, you you basically just gotta uh, let everybody know that uh, we can we can disagree, but we can't be disagreeable about it. That's that's really the way uh, the way you want to handle that. Make sure everybody understands that you know, they can voice their opinion, but you know, let's let's be adults here. Um, cause I've been to some of those meetings too, and I've actually been the, the guy doing the meetings in the past at times. And, and, uh, you know, I know, <laughs> I know all about testy, but uh, honestly, I think what you're doing is great. And, and, you know, unfortunately you're never going to make everybody happy. And I think you've, you knew that going in and we discussed that. And I think you figured it out that, uh, since the season started, you're never going to make everybody happy. And what you got to do is you, you know, you got to do what's best for the group. And, you know, if you get one or two that don't like it, then, you know, sometimes they have to go away and more people that have to come in that can, you know, that, that, that understand buy into your vision. That's the way any, you know, any business works at this point. I think you're doing great with it. Yeah. And that's, that's my goal again at the meeting or even when I talk to these guys at the racetrack, cause you know, um, you've been there, and you see the laps I make. I bet you I make as many yeah. laps as they do on the racetrack. Just go walking around talking to everybody and just trying to get a feel for everybody, where they're at, how yeah. they're feeling about what we're doing, et cetera. And uh, that's why I've told them all that, you know, they're all coming at me with these different suggestions and everything. Yep. And I just let's get them all in one. Let's go get it all in one room, and let's see if we can figure this out and make 2021 three times as better as, as this year as in the racing racers are a notoriously selfish bunch. They want what's best for them. And that's not, look, I'm not disrespecting anyone in particular. It's just a characteristic of a race driver. They all will spend every dollar you let them. They all want everything their way, what suits them and their program. And, you know, you just can't let the inmates run the asylum. You got to make a set of rules that, that uh, works best for everybody and go with it. And obviously I'm sure there are probably things you can tweak after, um, you know, having a number of races now and you've still got a few coming up to continue to kind of, you know, data gather, if you will. Um, But uh, I mean, I don't see anything glaring that uh, really needs to be changed. I think you've had consistency across the board. You've had a lot of different guys up toward the front. Um, And I think it's, you know, it seems pretty easy if you've got a competitive pro late model car to begin with. It seems pretty easy to come to the track on a budget and be competitive. And, you know, that's just I don't I don't see anything where, you know, money is totally dominating the series by any means right now at all. And, and I don't believe there is either. Uh, 
even though uh, there, as you know, there is racers that are running with us that disagree with that. Well, but, <laughs> again, but, uh, I, but they, they're, they're not seeing the things that I, me I see. They're right. seeing what's going on at the racetrack, but they're not seeing the data that I'm collecting. Right. And and or they're not analyzing it like I am, or yep. me and my wife, because that's what yep. we do on Sundays after the race. We just sit down and we go over everything that we've looked at through the, on a Saturday night race. Because I want it, like I've told you in the past, that, you know, I want, I don't want single file racing. I want, I want double file racing. Yep. I want, I want the guy that, that shows up that normally runs 9th, 10th, 11th. I want him to think or know that he, that he has a shot at winning this thing. Right. You know, and I want all my guys to show up, racers to show up and know and have a good feeling that they got a shot at it. Yep. You know, if they just did their homework, then they can possibly win tonight. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, you've got a wide variety of uh, experience level in your series. Um, not to say skill set, but just experience level. There are some that are far more experienced than others in terms of overall racing time. Um, you know, and you've got a wide variety of uh, age range from, you know, 14, 15 years old to um, much older. Uh, I don't want, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to because somebody will get mad at me, but uh, I don't want to guess, but certainly much older. Um, and I think, I think it's a nicely balanced deal and it's been fun to watch the races. I mean, you've had, you know, uh, obviously you're, you're always going to have drivers make mistakes they shouldn't make. And I think you've had, you know, a number of those, um, but that's, you know, that's a driver thing. That's not a series thing. You can't really control what happens when you throw the green. That's up to the drivers. Um, you know, but for the most part, the racing's been good. And, I, and you know, you guys have done a, you and your wife have done a, an awful lot of work um, to make this happen. And I just hope that the racers are appreciating you um, for your efforts because, uh, you know, it can be a thankless job promoting a series, especially when you own it. Uh, and you're on the hook for everything, but um, I think you've got uh, a great, some great opportunities coming up, and I think next year could be a, a big, big year for the series if uh, you know if the right things fall into place. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind, Tom. It's uh, I just I wish I could actually talk about some of the other stuff that's going on, but it's just I just you know you know how it goes. Um, it, it, <laughs> there's, there's, there's you're killing me, that, Smalls. Nothing's nothing you know in the racing business. Nothing is is said and done until the checks in the bank. Well, that's but for sure. Yeah, things things definitely get you excited and and think about the future of what this thing could be. Well, good. Well, uh, okay. Uh, you got thirty seconds, so I'm giving it to you to thank whoever you want. Go. One, I'd like to thank All Tech Car Wash Systems for coming on and being a primary sponsor. All our associate sponsors, which I've got too many to name at the moment, because we've picked up a bunch. Home Essentials. Uh, out of Denver, North Carolina, they are a huge supporter of the Carolina Pro Ladies Model Series. So please go visit them. They're actually in Mooresville now. They moved to a new location. Oh, I know that. Okay. So Home Essentials, please go check them out. He, he's a he, he's a huge supporter of the series, and uh, he needs uh, he needs some customers. Let's get some over there. Well, we certainly appreciate um, the work that you've done, and uh, always fun to have you on. Whether you're in the studio here or uh, on the phone, and um, 
look forward to seeing what Sunday brings because that uh, that should be quite a race. So, uh, again, if you're looking for a place to go racing, not Sunday, Saturday, if you're looking for a place to go racing this Saturday, um, or if you're looking for a place uh, to, well, I don't know, are they going to have fans at Greenville or not? Are you lose your time? Yeah, oh. I think uh, I, I was going to say, are they, are they uh, having fans at Greenville or not? Yeah, plus a limited capacity. Okay, so get there early because it's a limited capacity. But if you're looking for a place to go watch a race on Saturday, go to Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Pick and Speedway, and catch the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Uh, love the track and uh, should be a great night of racing um, down in South Carolina. So uh, that's Keith Graham. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, one last segment here on Lee Lap for the evening. Stay with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. 
This is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back as we run out the clock on tonight's show, our final segment. This is the fourth quarter, if you will, um, on uh, the We Lap show tonight. And uh, it's been fun having uh, Jaden Rains in studio and then having, uh, of course, uh, Keith Graham from the Carolina Pro 8 Model Series. Uh, Bubba Wallace, according to, uh, well, him, uh, <laughs> report, uh, lots of reports coming out that he has an offer to drive for Chip Ganassi in uh 2021 now bubba's in an interesting place i feel like james because bubba currently now and again this was we didn't know i don't think we knew about this until pretty recently but since last year he's had a small ownership stake in the 43 team um they've offered him a bigger one to stay and he's been having some good runs lately they haven't I mean, he did finish ninth, I think, on Saturday. He was up in the top five at one point. Sunday wasn't quite as impressive, but um, they, you know, they haven't necessarily finished where they want to always. But they've had some some good speed, and I feel like the forty three team is getting there. They're kind of they're kind of gaining as uh, Richard Childress Racing gains, um, and yet the commonality between Bubba and Ganassi, the link is McDonald's. Yeah, it's just a uh, a common sponsorship. Basically, I think it is the sponsorship for him just an athlete sponsorship over there at uh, RPM, or how no, is I that? He, I I think they've been on the car a couple times, if I remember right. And uh, but yeah, McDonald's has always liked Bubba. And it, the, the irony is that I thought for a little while because um, he had a relationship with Domino's too, and I always thought that would go somewhere, and it really didn't mature like I thought it would. But um. You know, he and McDonald's have had an ongoing relationship, and I feel like that's kind of the commonality here. Now, you know, it's an interesting choice that you make because, of course, you know, I would argue that CGR has more resources. On the other hand, the the 43 team offers him uh, security because he's an owner, yep. you know, part owner. They're willing to offer him a bigger stake. And I think that they've kind of found a little bit of um, a niche in terms of going and getting sponsors. They're starting to get that moving, too. Um, and Bubba has made some noise about the fact that they could have a, um, I can't remember the phrase he used, but it, it, in, in other words, um, I think he said it could put them over the top. I think that's what he yeah. said, too. But they're working on a deal that can put them over the top. And I would assume that means be able to put them in a situation to compete with the elite teams. And so that's, you know, that's a, it, it's an interesting place to be for Bubba. Yeah. You know, he's he's had a year where, um, you know, there were obviously, there's been some controversy, right? Um, and he was, he was, but he's he's kind of gotten we moved away from that and things have settled down and now he's starting to just perform on the racetrack again and uh i don't know if you're bubba wallace what do you do yeah he's got uh plenty of doors to choose from for sure 
He's got one path that could potentially lead to Hendricks, which he hasn't came out and said that one yet. That one's just been rumored. I don't think there's anything to that, honestly. I, I'm not sure on that That's one my, for sure. My, my two cents, I don't think there's anything to that. Then he's got the RPM deal with the ownership stake, and then he's got the sponsorship connection there with Ganassi. Yeah. Uh, it's going to definitely be a tough decision, but, I mean, it's going to be tough to pass up that ownership stake, especially the way you're getting those sponsorships right now. I mean, sponsors are coming in. And that's going to give you the money to go over the top. And if you can have some ownership stake and security, I don't see how you can run away from that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at performance this year anyway. Um, and he's still got a shot to get into the playoffs. Don't forget. Right. I mean, hopefully yeah. we win Daytona, the plate race, because I want to win the 95 with Seabell. Yeah. Uh, but if not, don't forget, Bubba is a good plate racer. Well, he is. Um, and the thing is, you know, if you look at performance – and I know this has been a weird year, but um, and I don't think Matt Kenseth has really caught on to this package very well, which is what I was afraid of when um, Chip signed him. I would have thought Chastain would have been a better fit. But, um, you know, he brought Matt in. And, and so I don't know if you can really compare. I think it, I think the data is skewed because of Matt's inexperience with the package. But um, but the 43 has been equal to or better than the 42 it i would argue most races yeah i can agree and even the so, one car has been about the same with the 43 yeah, as well times, yeah i mean it's so it's it's interesting um you know obviously like i said you get a lot more resource over at chip ganassi racing um but if you're bubba i mean in in the way i look at this too is if you could be the one to put the 43 back in victory lane. It'd be awesome. It's a big deal. I yeah. mean, it's symbolic in a way, but it's a big deal. And, and I, I've never understood, and I'm going to, I'm going to just, again, I'm not going to even go into the, you know, politics of the season or whatever. Um, but I've never understood why the marriage of Richard Childress Richard Petty and Bubba Wallace hasn't produced great fruit already to begin with. And maybe I think now you're going to start to see that. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I think that another reason that he could potentially stay at RPM and they are the leading candidate is he has more, um, let's say, I don't want to say friends, but more supporters, I'd say. Yeah. Because obviously him and Richard are close. Yep. You saw the whole thing when Richard came up and signed his arm out of nowhere. <laughs> And that started this whole thing on Twitter of retweets for that. And then he brought over his long, long-time crew chief and friend, Jerry Baxter. Yep. So he has good friendships already at RPM, and it's developing. Does he want to leave that? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like I said, it's an interesting place for him to be in and not a place that I think we would have expected him to be in when – you know, when this year started for sure, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to bear watching the silly season. Definitely, uh, much sillier now because Eric Jones is in play and we have no idea what to expect at this point. Um, people that want to automatically drop him in the 48 car, I think are being premature. That's where I think he's um, headed. I'm over sure there. he would like to go there. I, I'm not sure, but again, there's gotta be funding. Rick Hendrick is not going to, I understand the 48 cars funded, but I think he's committed to Alex Bowman, and if the 88's not funded um, and you go to three cars, you're not bringing in Eric Jones because you're not going to sell out Alex Bowman. It's been rumored over JTG. Do you, who do you see getting the boot there if he goes there? That was a rumor I heard. 
Oh, that somebody that they, Eric well, Jones heard, would go to. I saw something somewhere. It said JTG well, or something like that. I don't remember where I saw it at. Here's though. what I here's what I've heard that Ryan Priest is actually going back to the Xfinity Series next year to run the 98 car that Chase Briscoe has been running. See, I have not heard that. That's now why I asked. again. That's a rumor. I'm not assigning any percentage of likelihood. But if you're hearing that somebody is leaving uh, JTG Doherty, then maybe there's some truth to that, in which case Eric fits in nicely over there with Stenhouse. Yeah, I don't remember um, where I read that at, though. I don't, you know, maybe it was NASCAR.com or something like that. I read an article or something. Yeah, well, I mean, it. it uh, you know, you never know what, what, uh, what, what happens. Uh, it would be interesting for Ryan to take the step back. I don't think that he's... Um, I don't think I think that team is capable of better than what they've done. So um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, uh, you know, with regard to Ryan moving over, he certainly would end up in a championship caliber Xfinity ride. But then, you know, uh, it's still a downgrade from Cup, and who knows where it goes from there. So unless SHR or Ford has plans for him somewhere. Um, going to be tough. Anyway, we've got to wrap this up. Thanks to WSIC and our sponsors for uh, everybody. James Mellick and our guests. I'm Tom Baker. See ya. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, Follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.